We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Indiana, home of Pacers basketball. Miller for three, and he got it. Legends have been born. Miller retreats to the three-point line and hits again. Memories have been made. Caliburn, a deep three for the lead. And baby! Great basketball has been played. Nembhard away. Hits the three and the In 49 states. It's just basketball. Flips it to the big fella, fake, shoots, and But this, this is Indiana. And you're listening to Setting the Pace. Let's go! Your go-to Pacers podcast. Setting the pace with Alex and Fachi. Alex and Fachi. Alex and Allison. Setting the pace with Alex and Fachi. Alex and Fachi. Alex and Allison. Setting the pace with Alex and Fachi. Alex and Fachi. Alex and Allison. Setting the pace with Alex and Fachi. Alex and Fachi. Alex and Allison. We got paces hooping. Let's talk stats. Hot takes. All fast. New topics. Updates. Three pointers. Fast breaks. We keep scoring. We don't need to stop. New episodes. Weekly drops. This your number one podcast. Sweeping every team. We gon' need a mop. Setting like the pace with Alex and Fachi. Alex and Fachi. Alex and Allison. Setting the pace with Alex and Fachi. Alex and Fachi. Alex and Allison. Setting the pace with Alex and Fachi. Alex and Fachi. Alex and Allison. Setting the pace with Alex and Fachi. Alex and Fachi. Alex and Allison. What is going on, Pacer Nation? Welcome back to another episode here of your go-to Pacers podcast, the Indiana Pacers, the fourth place team in the Eastern Conference, 22-15, and 15, take down the Washington Wizards, 112-104 to 104 without Tyrese Halliburton. Fachi is here to talk with me about this game, and Fachi, you said it before we started, it was not a good game, but it was a win, and that's all that matters. <laughs> Yes, th- there was not that much fun to be had. I don't think anybody was standing up in front of their TV being like, yeah! I mean, there was a, a Jordan Wara dunk that, that that was a fun moment. But nonetheless, the Pacers handled business, something they were unable to do last year when Tyrese went down. I think they did it with some defense. Maybe it was defense. Maybe it was just a really ugly game. But nonetheless, Indiana wins this one. Uh, it was a hundred and twelve to hundred and four, and the hundred and four points actually ties the fewest that Indiana has given up all season, which was the Chicago Bulls. So, who are we to really complain about this one? Can't can't complain at all. And I think you know this was a great opportunity for some guys to get some minutes because we did have some injuries that came you know came along with Tyrese Halliburton, Jalen Smith. Did not play in this game, Fachi. So 
the Pacers had to go back to Obi Toppin in the starting lineup, and I thought Obi Toppin played some pretty good basketball. And in 28 minutes, he was 6 to 10 from the field, 3 of 6 from 3, 15 points, 7 rebounds, 3 assists. I mean, that is pretty solid basketball there. From Obi Toppin, getting the start, he was also a plus 3 in the game. So you like seeing that, but once again, Seven guys and double figures for the Pacers, and that is how this team is going to have to win. They've done it with Tyrese Halliburton, Halliburton that way, but they're going to have to do it even more by just being a team that is able to play together and not one person really standing out as the lead scorer, but just a, a collective group effort from a lot of different guys here tonight. But um, any, anybody else you wanted to start off here with a highlight? First, I'll say strength in numbers. That stat that you mentioned about the you – know, you know, seven plus players in double figures. The Pacers are now eleven and two. Yeah, when they accomplish that, it seems to be that uh, that ingredient for the Pacers. So that that missing ingredient that we need to have there if you don't have a second star. So one player that I really do want to shout out is Miles Turner. Turner finishes the game with eighteen points, thirteen boards, two blocks, but in the second half, Turner had ten points and ten rebounds. I think that. Uh, that was really that that second half that they needed, and Turner delivered. I think overall there there were some players that played well, but this was a collective effort where the Pacers you know, you saw an ugly first quarter, you saw a second quarter where you know they, they they trailed by one, but they came out the gates hot after halftime. They they went on a, a ten to nothing run, yeah. and really just never looked back. And I feel like. They probably looked in the mirror and they probably said, guys, are we about to lose to Washington again? Yeah. And that was enough to wake this team up, and, and I'm happy that it did. They definitely needed to win this game. I mean, this is a team that is not playing good basketball. They were 6-30, and 30, I believe, heading into the game. So, Ugh. And one of those wins came against Indiana, which just makes you sick to your stomach already because the Pacers Imagine were just Imagine buying tickets for that game and sitting in the stands like I, I did. This. That was Thank rough. God you weren't in attendance <laughs> for this one. No. I mean, would we have won the game? I don't know. It would be a question. I think we I think would have would have been close. I think you know, past history says probably not, but I mean you can never say never, right? I mean yeah, the curse can be true. broken at any time, but has to be. Yeah. I, I you know, I got this question posted to me from my friends David and Carson who were just recently on this podcast in a group text message, and it was like Nimhard really struggled tonight, you know. He did. Just one of eight from the field, five turnovers, two points, five assists two steals, you know, he was just kind of all over the place. And then you look at TJ McConnell, 14 points, eight assists, two steals, plus seven in the game. Do you think the Pacers should start TJ McConnell over Andrew Nimhard with Tyrese Halliburton now? I don't. I don't. I know that sometimes it makes sense to say, hey, like put your best players in the starting lineup, but I like what McConnell brings off the bench. I feel like he can change a game. Sometimes yes. it's hard to change a game for the very, you know, second the game starts. But I feel like when McConnell comes in, he disrupts some things. He does things a little bit differently. I feel like it changes the pace of this team. So I like him in that role off the bench, you know, compared to in that starting lineup. And I do think it's it today was a big opportunity for Nemhard to be that leading point guard. And I felt like he just did not deliver. Yeah, and I mean, it's funny that you said that because I literally said the exact same thing. I said, Nimhard's one of those guys that I don't really feel like he can, like, impact the game with, like, yeah. being the energizer but uh, ener energizer bunny, however you say that. Yeah, you got it. Uh, man, I'm it's late right now, ladies and gentlemen. I apologize. Uh, but it's, it's one of those things where I feel like McConnell can kind of get a read of how the game's going and knows mm -hmm. when he needs to intensify that type of energy in a game. And I think that that's really important for – 
what the Pacers need because him and him and Ben have played really well together too. And I don't think we can dismiss that. I think that Andrew and Ben have not been the greatest combination together um, when they play together in those few minutes that they played this year. So I, I still prefer TJ McConnell off the bench for those specific reasons you said. I just think that some guys are better suited in that role and they just know what it takes to kind of bring that extra juice and, and just be ready. And, and sometimes it's harder for guys to get into a rhythm when coming off the bench versus starting. So yeah. we'll, we'll see how that all plays out and we'll see if they end up making any changes, but I would be kind of surprised if they did, but you know, getting Obi Toppin into the starting lineup, I think that does provide a little bit of more offense than had Jalen Smith started only because I feel like this Pacers team without Tyrese Halliburton in the starting lineup, they are going to miss some offensive scoring. And where are they getting that from? I think that's going to be the question mark moving forward for this, you know, the next two weeks when Tyrese is out and they're on this six game road trip. So, you know, you you talked about Miles Turner kind of leading the way, but uh, Bruce Brown really stepped up in this game. Flatchy 16 points, nine rebounds, six assists, a steal and a block. I felt like he was very impactful and he wasn't really pressing either five of 11 from the field, one of five from three, five of five from the free throw line. So, in 27 minutes, I felt like Bruce Brown really stepped up and kind of showed what being a veteran means. And that's what it's going to take is you're going to need a lot of leadership from your veterans. It's funny because someone had tweeted at me maybe at halftime, like, get Bruce Brown out of here. Like, this is pathetic. Like, we want him off the team. And it's just like all of a sudden he had a great third quarter. And it was like, oh, wow, before you know it, he had a really good game. I mean, yeah. he he truly did. So in uh, in the third quarter, I mean, at, by, by halftime, Bruce had seven points, six boards, six assists. I, I just felt like he was very, very balanced. I, I thought, you know, he scored five points in that third quarter. Just after halftime, I felt like he he really just was calm, cool, collected, and what the Pacers needed. This is, and also let's let's factor in zero turnovers in this yeah. game. I feel like this is now another performance what we talked about the other night that he has stepped up when there's been no Tyrese Halliburton. And I think that he plays better, he has more responsibilities, I guess, when Halliburton's not out there. And I felt like Bruce Brown grabbed you nine boards tonight. I mean, yeah. think about that. At six foot four, he pulled down nine rebounds. That was awesome. The Pacers needed that because this was a team that was getting out-rebounded at halftime by five boards. They were getting crushed on the offensive glass. It was actually 11-4. to four. And in the second half, just overall as a rebounding team, they out-rebounded Washington by 15. And the Pacers had nine offensive rebounds in the second half to, to Washington's just three. So I just feel like when you mentioned Obi Toppin before, Obi had seven rebounds. You know, that's what you need. You need guys to step up and play their role a little bit better. And I feel that like Obi and Bruce Brown were guys that really brought it on the glass tonight. Turner with 13. 13 rebounds. Like I mentioned, 10 in the second half. Awesome, awesome stuff. But for the rest of that, I, I thought that Neesmith struggled from the field. Just yeah. three of nine. This is someone who has always benefited from having Tyrese Halliburton out there, just like every player does. So that was tough to see. And then we already touched about, you know, uh, for Andrew Nemhard, just a, a rough shooting night. So I feel like Nemhard, Neesmith, they combined to go uh, four of 17 from the field. A forgettable performance for those two. Yeah, and hopefully they bounce back. I think those are two guys that can bounce back, but they still bring it defensively, so that feels really good. Now, we can kind of go to the bench here, and once again, the Pacers bench did get the advantage over the Washington Wizards, outscoring them 51-27, to if I did my math correctly, and they shot the ball pretty well outside of Buddy Hill and Ben Matherin, who were a combined 4 of 18, and I will say that Buddy Hill was 0-5 from the field tonight. First time, I think, where he hasn't scored all season 
<laughs> I think this is the first game he has not scored a point. Surprisingly, though, he had the best plus minus of anybody on the team with that the was plus surprising. 12. I know. So it, that, the plus minus is always like a hit or miss stat, and it's not the, like, the, the most telling stat. But Buddy Hill just kind of he was he was fine. The night just wasn't hitting shots. I think every outside of hitting shots, he was playing pretty good basketball. But the one guy I really want to give a shout out to is someone that we haven't got to talk about very much this season, and that's Jordan Mora. Jordan Mora gets minutes because Jalen Smith is out and Tyrese Halliburton's out. So there's a little bit more of an opening there on that 10-man rotation, and he gets the minutes. And then obviously, you know, uh, Jairus Walker, he was out tonight with the upper respiratory sickness, and I think he was, like, recalled from the from the Mad Ants today with Ben Shepard. So those two guys did not get into the game. But Jordan wore a 4-7 from the field, 1-for-2 from 3, had a beautiful cut that resulted in the layup, and then he also had a dunk. And I forget, I think it was over Daniel Gafford, if I'm not mistaken. So it was. Mm-hmm. He had a monster dunk in the third quarter. And Rick Carlisle had a lot of high praise for him. But it's one of those things where you just see this guy who I think there's a handful of teams that could really use a guy like Jordan War and their rotation. Their rotation's pretty thin. And this is a guy that could really provide some consistent minutes. He's not been able to do that this year with the Pacers being so deep. He's like the 12th, 13th man on this roster. But when called upon, he delivered. And it just kind of shows the true professionalism of a Jordan Awar and what he can bring to the table when he is called upon. Jordan Awar with first quarter minutes. Yeah. I mean, when I saw him stand up, I was like, wait a minute. I had to like rub my eyes a little bit. I was like, Jordan Awar is getting in the first quarter of a game that's like, you know, the minutes actually matter. So that was awesome to see because I've always loved him ever since the Pacers, you know, acquired him. I, I felt like this man can play. But given the situation that you mentioned, roughly the 12th man, more than that, whatever it may be, he hasn't had that opportunity. He's not really going to have that opportunity. So I feel like he needed to seize the opportunity when provided. And that's what he did tonight. You know, nine points, seven of them came in that third quarter when the Pacers really were able to push ahead. And I, I just felt like he made good plays. I want to see him succeed. Hopefully there's an opportunity where he is able to get some some minutes, maybe Maybe get his trade value up for another team where he can play a bigger role. But awesome stuff, staying ready when called upon. Because I can't remember what game it was off the top of my head. But the last time I feel like we saw uh, Jordan Ward play some meaningful minutes, it it, it didn't really work out well. Mm-hmm. I felt like he, it was the Raptors he shot game. the ball. Yeah, he shot the ball pretty poorly in that game. And it was like, man, this is a guy who had been waiting to really get out there. Yeah, so he was 0 for 5 in that game. So great to see him, you know, when needed called upon, he was ready. Jarris Walker, another one of those unfortunate, like, ah, I understand you're dealing with something, but like, this is actually a game that I felt that you could have played it. Yeah. And I feel like whether it was the, the G league winter classic or it was tonight, just unfortunate timing because Jalen Smith was out, could have led to some playing time, but Hey, hopefully he gets better. And hopefully we see him back out there soon. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. 
Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. It's only a kick, a jump, a block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I mean, that second unit with Jordan Morrow has a lot of offensive firepower. You got Jordan, yeah. you got Buddy and Ben with with TJ and Ijax running the pick and roll with all those shooters around him and then Ben kind of being uh, a guy that can be the ball handler. And I think Jordan and Buddy are both good with moving off, you know, moving without the basketball too. Like Jordan had some great cuts. Buddy always has great cuts. So I think that could be like not a long-term thing, but if it's like a short-term thing where those guys have to play a little bit more together, you know, why not let Jordan Moore get some run in Atlanta? He had a career-high 26 points in a quarter. I think it was the second quarter against the Hawks. Uh, maybe he gets hot again. Hot Atlanta for Jordan Moore. Hey, why not try it out? The Pacers need something like that. And we know this Hawks team can't stop a nosebleed. So nah. uh, let's see what happens in, on the game Friday. But I want to talk about Ben Mathern here because Ben Mathern, we talked about a little bit, didn't shoot the ball particularly well tonight. But 8 of 8 from the free throw line, Fachi, and that was 33% of the Pacers' total attempts as a team. And one of the things that I think Ben Matherin does so well, not only does he draw contact on, on these fouls, but he gets into the paint and it does kind of open up for other guys to get uh, some outside looks. So one thing that you can count on with TJ McConnell and Ben Matherin together is those guys are going to find ways to get into the paint and bully their way in there to put pressure on the defense. And so even when he's not having a great efficient night, just four of 13 from the field, he's still able to be impactful by, by getting himself to the free throw line and then getting himself into the paint. I, I will say the one thing I would like to see from Ben a little bit more is not complaining when he doesn't get a call because he'll sit there and complain for about two, three seconds yeah. instead of getting back on defense. But I'll live with it because he is drawing fouls, probably the best person to draw fouls on this team. And he also had seven rebounds because he is a guy that can be physical on the glass when he wants to be. He just gets a little lackadaisical. But I thought that the paces are going, they're going to need him. We talked about how they're going to need him to be 
someone that steps up in the absence of Tyrese Halliburton. But once again, I think that Rick Carlisle is handling this just absolutely correctly by not force feeding him and not making him be a bigger focal point of the offense than keeping him in the role that he's in and allowing him to kind of flourish with that second unit and then close games as a, as a, as a closing pot. Uh, definitely keeps him very much involved, you know, for Matherin, just one made field goal in the second half. So it, it was tough because he had 10 at halftime, finishes the game with 16, but he was still a plus six. So, you know, it, it was good that, his rough shooting night did not take this team out of what they were trying to do. You mentioned the seven rebounds. Awesome. Hey, if you're struggling from the field, how else can you contribute? On the glass, I thought it was awesome. He was another one of those guys that I should have lumped in before of Obi, Bruce Brown, and Ben Matherin really up their game as it relates to rebounds. That's part of the reason why the Pacers had 54 rebounds in this game. But for Matherin, like you mentioned it, getting in the free throw line. For years, it felt like you had Sabonis in the paint, and then it felt like no one was coming in the paint for this Pacers team. And I just feel like Matherin continuously puts the pressure on the defense. And the more that he's driving, it'll open up for other players. I know he had zero assists tonight, but still, it just makes the the, the Washington defense have to really protect the paint. And uh, you know, Matherin goes a perfect eight for eight from the field. So good, good uh, for the free throw line. Yes, yes. Quite different from the field, four of 13. But Another guy that I want to shout out is the birthday boy himself, mm, Isaiah that's right. Jackson. So with no Jalen Smith, no problem. In 17 <laughs> minutes, he had 12 points on four of four shooting. Found himself once again getting another whistle, not a good whistle, a flagrant foul mm. whistle. But Ajax, I, I don't know if he's going too hard, whatever it is. You know, hey, this is back-to-back games where he's gotten at least a technical or a flagrant, but it is his birthday, and uh, I was happy that he was able to uh, have a good performance tonight. He's been playing pretty well. There's no doubt about it. Three blocks as well. How many blocks? Can't can't forget about that. Three. Three, okay. That's great. Yeah, I mean, I I think he's been playing pretty good basketball, and I think Kayla Cooper brought up a good point. Like, putting putting Jalen at the starting four was more so a way to find minutes for for Ajax and – we even saw him and Jalen play a little bit together, I think, a couple weeks ago against the Rockets, and we're just kind of seeing him evolve as a player. And, you know, he's got to be a little bit more under control, like you talked about, like that foul was a little bit unnecessary against Balan Koulibaly. Yeah. He did reach for the ball, but he did kind of grab him around the shoulder neck area. So it's like you got to be careful with doing that. Like that's just going to be an automatic flagrant foul. And, you know, even when you have momentum going, like you cannot allow that to kind of stop momentum or just give the, the other team some opportunities to score some baskets. But – no harm, no foul. I mean, it uh, it was a foul, but you know, it, it definitely was hurt the Pacers too much. But I will say this: he had a different hairstyle tonight. I think it was the birthday hair. So had the had the had the piggy buns, you know, whatever we want to call that, the pigtails. So congrats to uh, congrats to Ijax for just rocking some new hair and just trying to showcase. Hey, it's my birthday. Something a little different tonight, but it's crazy to think he just turned twenty two years old. And there are so many guys that have been getting drafted that are older than that. You know, and, and and he's just kind of showing like, all right, you know, I'm growing into this player and I'm maturing as a young man and I'm only 22 years old. So, like, don't count me out too too soon because I'm still pretty young and I'm still developing. And I think everything that we're seeing emotionally from him also has to do with just his age. And that's going to come over time, I think, as he just matures and, and gets a little bit more composed and just a little bit more under control with Controlling those emotions and not letting them get the best of him. So I'm, I'm I'm excited for him. And I mean, like you said, happy birthday, Ajax. What a, what a great way to get a victory. Uh, a great way to celebrate a birthday by getting a victory over the lowly 
the lowly Washington Wizards. Oh, yeah. No, I'm happy for Isaiah. And, like, for reference, Oscar Sheboy is 24 years old. He's a rookie. So, you know, Isaiah, it's just like, look, Isaiah, you know, he's looking at his stats right now. Nothing jumps off the page. You know, he's averaging. It's honestly been his numbers pretty much actually are the same each year. But he's doing it in less minutes, less touches. He's just been a far more efficient player. And I think that he's playing to his strengths. He never tries to do too much. You're not seeing these like free throw line jumpers or, or three point attempts or anything like that. He's just, you know, handles business in the paint. I think he's always been a really good shot blocker. And, uh, you know, I, I'm, I, I like what he brings to the table. The 17 minutes made him count. He was another one of those pacers off the bench with a positive plus minus. So, Overall, I think that this was a game that the Pacers found a way to win with 112 points. Alex, I, I, I looked it up. That is the fewest points the Pacers have scored in a win mm-hmm. this year. So it was not pretty, but they got the job done. No one will remember down the line how many they scored. They'll just remember, did you get the win or not? A win is a win, and that's all that matters to me. I, I don't really care how the Pacers are racking up wins at this point. Nope. Any win without Tyrese Halliburton is a good win to me. Yes. So he is the heart and soul of this team. He carries his team on his back, and the, everything runs through him, specifically on the offensive side of things. Now defensively, he doesn't you know, necessarily hold his own weight there, but he has so much weight to carry offensively that it does kind of balance things out. Yeah. So it probably even tips the scale still a little bit more towards the offense because of how dynamic he is and like the MVP level season he's having. So you, know, you cannot replace what Tyrese Halliburton brings to the team, but – when you're playing a team like Washington, I think it's a great start for this Pacers group without Tyrese to kind of figure some things out. They're going to have to change a lot of different roles and what they do because Tyrese carried the load for so many guys. So this is a, a perfect opportunity to kind of use that as a test example uh, on, on a team that's not as talented potentially as you know some of these other games are going to have coming up here in the next two weeks. So I'm happy for the Pacers and what they were able to do. And it was just a great group effort from so many different guys and you know, we, we've already talked about pretty much everybody, and I think that it's just really good to see how this team responded without Tyrese Halliburton. Now they're basically, you know, 2-0 and since Halliburton's gone down with that injury, and that's not going to get any easier because we know the schedule coming up is brutal. But I, I, I'm very encouraged by the way the Pacers were able to handle business, good, bad, or ugly. It was a win. It's a W in the win column that, that matters the most. And it's it's just as important, you know, the 22 games they've won as the game they won against Boston at home to get to uh, to get to the end season tournament and go to Vegas. I mean, that's honestly how it counts against the record book. So you have to look at it that way. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm thoroughly impressed with how they were able to pull this one out, specifically after getting out to such a slow start. Yeah, I mean, look, for being in the building last time when the Pacers lost to Washington, it felt like the Wizards were hitting everything. Yeah. Uh, in that game, they shot 57% from the field, 48% from three. They dropped 137 on the Pacers. It honestly kind of felt like a like a low point in the season of like, oh, my God, this this might be the worst loss because it's just like of, of how bad the Wizards had been. And, and the Pacers, you felt they were a much better team than the Wizards, and that did not show that night. That night, Kuzma had 31. Tonight, just 11 points on 4-15 shooting. Uh, last time the Wizards had 48 bench points. It felt like everybody was was getting there. It was a scoring party 
just 27 tonight for the bench uh, for the Wizards. So I feel like the Pacers really tightened up on defense and they, they put their best effort forward in, in terms of what they could do on the defensive side of the ball. And offense, I, I feel like that'll come. I don't think all of a sudden the Pacers are going to go from this team that now is scoring in the low, you know, 100s. I think they'll be fine. It'll balance out. I think they can still score, you know, 120 points without Tyrese uh, on most nights. But if you can hold anybody in today's NBA to 104 points, you, you did something real good defensively. And that is what the Pacers did tonight. Absolutely. And I want to end things on this note. Obi Toppin, the last nine games since the starting lineup change, 52.4% from the field, but Fachi, 50% from three. Woo. 17 of 34, the last four games, Fachi. Three of six tonight, three of four the previous night, two of four the night before that, and three of five the night before that. That is 11 of 21. He is absolutely killing it right now. Oh, excuse me, 11 of 19. Sorry. Even better. 11 of 19. So he's even better than what I just said. So he has been shooting the ball really well. And we talked about it. Is it a fluke? Is it a real, is it a real thing? It's like this guy, I think his career high is like 35%, something like that in New York last year. And the fact that he's shooting 40% or higher this season and has got 50% of the last nine games. I've been hard on him a little bit, but I think that the shooting has really translated, and I think that it might be here to stay. I think he's really taken pride and ownership in ownership and developing that three-point shot and being consistent with it. So want to close things out here with a shout-out to Obi Toppin, the guy that you were going nuts over when we got oh, him in the offseason. And right here is a good reason why. Really kind of showcasing what he can do offensively. I think he has a big opportunity with Tyrese out to, to step up and, and be a little bit more of a consistent player. And I also do think in the second half of the year, I think he's going to put a far more of an effort into rebounding. I think we've seen that lately from Obi that when he made the move to start uh, the the bench, it was like, all right, you got to bring something else to the table. It's been a little bit inconsistent, but I think that at times, you know, we saw against Chicago, twelve boards against the Knicks, eight boards, eight boards against Milwaukee, seven tonight against Washington. But sometimes there's still some inconsistent play in between there uh, on, on the glass. I think the second half of the year, he's going to be a far more consistent on the rebounding. And if that three-point shot can even stay in the range of 38 to 40%, it's going to be awesome. So I'm happy for Obi. really feels like he's getting comfortable right now uh, with this Pacers team. And it, it takes a while to build chemistry. So shout out to Obi. Absolutely, Fauci. Well, let's go ahead and close things out here. Tell the people where they can find us at on social media. Absolutely. So you can find us on Twitter at PacersPodSTP. You can find Alex on Twitter at AlexGoldenNBA. I can be found on Twitter at underscore F-A-C-C-I. You can find us on Instagram at PacersPodSTP. You can find us on Facebook at the Pace. You can find us on TikTok at the Pace. And Alex, tell them where they can check us out on YouTube. Ladies and gentlemen, go to youtube.com slash setting the pace of Pacers podcast. We can find all of our video recaps here from the post game show. So I hope you guys enjoy that. But Fachi, if people haven't already, they need to make sure they give us a five star rating interview wherever they get there or wherever they listen to their podcast at, because that does help other people find the show. And then just quickly, a shout out to the IU women's basketball team beating Penn State 75 to 67. And then the Butler Bulldogs getting an upset victory today over number 11 Marquette 69 to 62 on the road so what some hometown favorites here pulling out some nice victories but Fachi if you're excited the Pacers have won eight of nine games since making the turn lineup change then please hit me with those three words 
Let's go Pacers. We keep scoring, we don't need to stop. New episodes, weekly drops. This your number one podcast. Sweeping every team, we gon' need a mop. Setting like the pace with Alex and Fachi. Alex and Fachi. Alex and Alex and setting the pace with Alex and Fachi. Alex and Fachi. Alex and Alex and setting the pace with Alex and Fachi. Alex and Fachi. Alex and Alex and setting the pace with Alex and Fachi. Alex and Fachi. Alex and Alex and. Let's go. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.